to INS, the International News Service, your source for the most important weird news from across the globe. With news analyst Kevin Harrison, actor, comedian, and musician Mike Wiebe, and professional commentator Brian Camp. INS, the news you need. tell you guys i caught i caught mm, caught me a baby raccoon last night oh yep. i got a, i got it? a trap uh you know and i was ready so i i heard the trap slam shut because my neighbor let me borrow a trap and i ran outdoors and uh there was a mama raccoon and like five babies running away and I was like, ah, here's this baby raccoon. I'm gonna take him out and and then put him out in the in the forest. But then I got real sad because I was like, <laughs> brothers and sisters were running up a tree, and he, I swear to God, he like he put his hand over his face in a very sad way. And uh, I was like, you know, this is this is this is how Groot and Rocket probably would have got together. <laughs> Maybe I'll have a new friend. And I opened it up and he ran up the tree, but I, I left it. I, I set the trap again. I, I'm hoping that like it'll traumatize him enough that they'll start going to someone else's house. <laughs> I, I don't want to, I don't want to separate the uh, raccoon family. I just want to give them long-term trauma. Yeah. yeah. What, what I hear you saying is we might have a mid episode uh, update on the raccoon situation. There might be. Yeah. Because they've, they've, they've started appearing earlier and earlier every night. Well, they're starting to leave weird messages in like little little symbols on the wall in blood. Ley lines. Yeah, ley lines, circles. Pentagrams. Uh, yeah. Kind of like uh, Zodiac code cipher type stuff. And I tra- I spent a long time translating it. It just said, leave the trash unopened if you want to live. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> How quickly did you name the baby raccoon? I named I well I'm going through I've been naming them for a while and they just all get the characters names from the Fast and the Furious films. But I don't know any of the characters names I just know the actors names so there's Ludacris. There's Vin. There's Dead Paul Walker. And Dead, Dead Paul Walker was actually the dead uh, raccoon that got hit by a car. Uh, recently, <laughs> so then I had to name one alive Paul Walker. Right. And was, was, was dead Paul Walker ever featured in the movies, or was it? Oh, yeah, I believe dead. There's a scene of dead Paul Walker driving away in a ghost car. Wow, to heaven. <laughs> Those movies just got dumber. He's, and, he, and he says, He says, as he's driving away, I live my life one celestial quarter mile at a time. <laughs> Dwayne the Raccoon Johnson. <laughs> I say I've been calling him Dwayne the Rockcoon Johnson. <laughs> All right, I'm, re- I'm right. ready for I'm ready for any news you can throw at me. Oh, is that what we're? Is this is this a news program? Mm-hmm. This is the, <laughs> one of the premier international. Welcome to the international. Oh shit! There we go. Mark. There we go. Classic. We Classic go. Fucking, fucking Mark. Hold on. Yep. Gotta wait I'm for Mark to come back. In this anymore. Sweet Christ. Mm-hmm. Prima Donna. Mark says his power went out. It sounded like a transformer blew, and he doubts he'll be back soon. Well, that's that trans is transformer blue. That's the fanfic I have about Optimus Prime and Starscream. <laughs> 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 uh, hey. <laughs> 
Now that we dumped Mark Ryan, let's get this show started. Welcome to the International News Service. We're your hosts. I'm Kevin Harrison, along with... I am Brian Camp, And I'm Mike Weeby. And guess who we've got as our guest? Is it, is it Mark Ryan? No, it's not Mark Ryan. Mark Ryan has forsaken us, leaving us on his... Left us to our own devices. He was on, and then he said that a transformer blew, and then I hilariously said, just like the fan fiction. You remember from before. <laughs> We've got uh, the one, the true Alquaman. He's more cut than Jason Momoa. Mm-hmm. He's more, uh, has more of an entourage than Vinny Chase when he played A- Aquaman. Ben Johnson, everyone. The oft, the oft mentioned Ben Johnson is with us to mm-hmm. fill in. Uh, this is a all Alqua episode. So I think, yeah, it's important to point out Ben here is the host of the, or co-host rather, of the Reef Beef podcast. Yes. Where they, uh, why don't you tell us about it, Ben? Hello, gentlemen. Hello. Ben. Um, So I've been in the aquarium industry since the mid 90s. And so Reef Beef is a podcast with me and another guy where we, uh, we kind of irreverently discuss aquarium stuff and cuss and say silly things too. Do you guys know, is it a, a beef in that you argue about aquarium stuff? Is there a lot of antagonism? Is there anger? Yeah, we sometimes set up arguments where we're like pro and con, but sometimes the whole thing is sort of, we have no reason to try to say what a sponsor wants us to say. And so we just, it's kind of punk rock and we just say whatever we want to. We've both been in the industry for a long time. So we just say what we think about certain products. Let me ask you, how, how respected and renowned is your show in Ireland? Oh, it's I know it's above y'all's. What? That wouldn't be surprising <laughs> at all, that, actually. Okay, I'm gonna cancel this this guest. No, we, we need to get that crossover Irish uh reef versus uh kind of stupid Irish fan base. <laughs> That's right. I have a question. I, I was gonna ask if uh where do you stand on Grammys versus angelfish? <laughs> <laughs> well, Garamis being a labyrinth fish and having a lung, they're more versatile than angelfish. So I don't know. Do you want me to pick a side? I, I didn't expect a real answer. And yes, I want you to pick a side. <laughs> I do like angelfish, but I'm going to go with Garamis. All right. Garamis have the dots on the side of them, right? And the whisper well, there's things. A, there's a bunch of different types. Why okay. do you have any idea what they're talking about right now? I do. I don't can, you even... eat, can you eat a Garami? A Garami, a, a Garami bear. <laughs> They're delicious. A Haribo Garami bear. A Haribo Garami bear, straight from the Black Forest. That's where they come from. It's a Haribo or not Black Forest. Those are two different companies. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Who is the original maker of gummy? No, I, I, I don't know, but Haribo is the far superior maker of the gummy. Okay. So you, I'm sure you have to. Do you have to go to? Conventions that it's like in a convention center, big warehouse, all types of stuff. Uh, do you have to do you do that every year, or just how often do you do that? It's yearly. There's the most prestigious conventions called Magna Marine Aquarium Conference in North America. That- I spoke at the Vegas one, which was cool. Uh, do those things because uh, I so I've been lately uh, for one of my uh, side hustles going to some. Uh, they're like pool people that make swimming pools and have to go do stuff that and uh man those uh some of the pool cleaning people 
I get a little lit at the uh, the old uh, hotel bar afterwards. But I, I want to know what's the what's the scene like at a vet. And my these the ones I go to. It's just Florida. It's just Orlando. What's the scene like at a Vegas pool or a Vegas reef uh, aquarium convention after hours? After hours. I don't know. I suppose every industry you know, has this, I could imagine like, like pool cleaner guys get kind of lit. I bet you there's a lot of meth flying around. One step above roofers. Yeah. <laughs> no, no offense to pool cleaners. No, but, no, they, uh, can, they should be offended. They should be. They know what they do. <laughs> fucking all the, fucking all those ladies that are all those rich, rich ladies. Saltwater versus freshwater. I've got lots of legit aquarium questions. Do you look down <laughs> on people with freshwater aquariums? Absolutely it, not. Can you have a nice freshwater aquarium that is superior to, say, a saltwater aquarium? I can go ahead and answer that. Uh, Lake Superior <laughs> is not saltwater. It is lake water. It's lake water. <laughs> um, no, I, I started in freshwater. There are a lot of people out there that start in saltwater, and it's like... I don't know what sort of mantle I'm trying to take, but it's just like, I kind of appreciate anything in a glass box. It doesn't have to be now granted, you know, saltwater is kind of crazier looking or can be than freshwater, but I have appreciation for all of it. Didn't you, I remember you telling me back in the day when you're probably loosely first getting into the business that you had to go uh, clean or do something with tanks at Emmett Smith's house. Yeah. And I remember you saying that, that Emmett Smith has like a giant mansion and that there's not a wall in that mansion that does not have a picture of Emmett Smith on it. Now I had to say though, so I cleaned his aquariums like every week for two years and I, I met him twice Oh, and wow. he was cool as hell, though. Yeah. But he did have, like, he had a Coke machine with his face on it. The bottom <laughs> of the swimming pool had a star with him busting out of it. Like in the in a pool, a swimming pool, the, there's an image of him on the, the floor a, of the pool? It was a blue star with him. Actually, I still have a, a picture of it on my computer. <laughs> <laughs> did he mention, and I think about this all the time, probably way too much, probably more than he does. But I think about that, like years later, after he was not in the NFL, the fine people at Sprint decided, and this is like probably 2003 or four. So he hasn't been doing it 20 years ago, 20 years ago, but still like well after he was like playing, but they go like Sprint was like, Hey, we need a new spokesman. Somebody in the room goes, Emmett Smith. I'm like, okay, cool. But we need like a co-spokesman. Who should we get? Who, when you think uh, would have a good repartee with Emmett Smith, and then someone said, "I know Alf," <laughs> and they, they paired the two together, and for some reason, Emmett Smith was unable to say Alf's name, <laughs> which is Alf, but he could only pronounce it Af. <laughs> And in the commercials, he was still required to say the name Alf multiple times. And he just didn't rewrite it at all. So he's like, and so he'd be like, I'm just hanging out here with my best friend, Af. Hey, Af. What do you think about Collect? And, and Alf's like, whoa, Emmett. This is for like long distance calls, uh, 10, 10, 10, 20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh was, oh, was it a Collect call thing? Yeah. Okay, it was a Collect call. It wasn't Sprint, but yeah. Uh, 
Was it a was it a rights to the name of Alf? Did anybody say Alf on the commercial? <laughs> I guess not. Maybe it was a, a dodge to get around paying royalties. They were allowed to get the puppet, but just not <laughs> say the name. He was just an alien form. <laughs> just at, just change the L to another S. Mm-hmm. Problem solves. That's how the law works, I guess. Me and my best friend, Aff. We both like to watch football and eat cats. <laughs> hey, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Is Alf eating cats? Is that a way of getting under the censors by saying he eats pussy? <laughs> That's, that's that 1970s innuendo you were talking about. I didn't, I, exactly. That's, yeah. <laughs> I was hanging out with Alf eating pussy. <laughs> I mean, cats. <laughs> Me, Emmett Smith, and Alf. Me, Paul, and, and Emmett Smith and Alf were doing blow and eating pussy. Was, was dead Paul Walker there? <laughs> let's, let's bring the whole crew. Let's get them all in there. Paul Walker came by and he said, Family. <laughs> so, so, Ben, we, we've got a, a number of, uh, since you're, you work with Aquaria. Is that the right this way to say it? This is the age of Aquaria. I'm an Aquarian. Really? My cheeks hurt from laughing already. <laughs> That's awesome. But so, since you're a uh, a master of the aquatic arts, we have uh, all. You know what I hear? I hear fishermen are master baiters. <laughs> Sell that on a shirt. <laughs> you know what? Hey Ben, you know what? For real, forever, I've been looking for. I've been looking for you. A shirt that you, I remember you came coming back like when we were probably like 13 or something. You came back from a gun show with your, your grandfather and he was like, You're talking about a shirt that said Uzis, Floozies, and Jacuzzis, like a hot girl in a hot tub <laughs> yeah. with guns. I've, yeah, been looking, I've been wanting to get one of those forever and ever. I think we, we have a lot of shirt ideas on this show. Maybe we should just start selling shirts. I wonder if, if INS had its own Uzis, Floozies, and Jacuzzis. Ooh. T-shirt, like who comes after you in a lawsuit for that? Yeah, <laughs> right. Well, what if we just had our yeah. own Uzis? You know, INS branded Uzis. Probably Think the probably it. the sketchy teen we inspired to do a mass shooting wearing that shirt. Oh yeah, that could result in a lawsuit. <laughs> so yeah, so Ben, since you're since you're an aquatic expert, we've got four recent aquatic news stories to share with you this week. So our first story comes to us from Newsweek. Newsweek. Mm. That's a weekly, right, Kevin? Mm-hmm. And it's news that comes out every week, much like our program, but not without, you know, it doesn't, they don't have quite the uh, journalistic integrity that we do. It's W E E K, not W E A K. So liberal, I call it Newsweek, but I spell it the weak way because it's liberal. <laughs> Insisting that vaccines are real, they're not real. They're just shooting you up with sugar water. The Florida Aquarium, located in Tampa, has a surprisingly talented giant Pacific octopus named Farallon. Mm. It seems that Farallon the octopus is a painter. Where does Farallon fall on that name list, Kevin? Can you- well, I would say that it's just it, if I, it's just Farallon because it would be very untalented if its name was Jimmy Farallon. <laughs> Fuck that guy. I just started a new and I'm starting to flame more with NBC. I should have had that spot. I was I was up for the fucking late night spot. <laughs> you, meaning you were awake. You were, yeah. You, you couldn't fall asleep now. 
you fall asleep like a child. Up there giggling so, at his own goddamn jokes. Yeah. So Farallon is I'm probably better named than him. <laughs> so Farallon is probably named after the Farallon Islands, which are uh, just off the coast of uh, like the San Francisco Bay Area. And uh, there's lots of wildlife out there. And I, I suspect many giant Pacific octopuses. How big is giant? Yeah, I see you guys. I've expressed my disappointment on the size <laughs> of giant squid on this show before. Jimmy Farallon is talented for sure. <laughs> is he big enough? No. I feel like if you're going to be throwing out the word giant, you need to, you know, you need to have some real girth and some real thickness. And when I'm talking well, about anything giant, I'm talking about just... meaty, thick, girthiness, <laughs> le- yeah. length, length and girth. Medically big. Well, I, I'm surprised uh, this time, 16 feet long and up to 132 pounds. I, I'll call that giant. Jimmy, Jimmy Farallon? Okay. that's I, No, I don't call it giant. I call it big. I call it big. It's a big octopus. <laughs> it's not giant. Giant octopus... A giant octopus can take down, uh, you know, it could take down like whatever size the ship they use in Jaws. Okay. The one that Quint's on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It could take it down. Like a, with like its a tugboat. With its testicles. So it, could, it could take it down. I don't think octopus have testicles. So could it take down Jaws? A Jaws wasn't a giant shark. He was just a big shark. Okay. A giant octopus should be able to kill a big shark i mean i would even go so far as i call jaws a big fucking shark but he's not he's not a giant shark okay megala what's the megadon megalodon 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 that's a giant shark yeah my friend (laughs) (laughs) what i mean i have a a question about you said 16 feet kevin Uh is this 16 feet arm to arm because that would be like me raising my hand above my head and claiming that was my height. Like that's kind of a bullshit measurement. I don't know. Yeah. And I'm not going to look into it. And my co-host on Reef Beef would would kill me because uh, he's he's actually a recognized cephalopod expert, and and I don't think it's called arm. He's probably he would probably have a shit fit. Tentacle C- cephalopod. Now that's that's somebody who has a an enlarged head, right? <laughs> <laughs> so Ben, you're saying that octopus arms aren't really arms. I, I I don't want to misspeak because that's not my area of expertise, but I believe they're called tentacles. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's what, yeah, they're, they're tentacles. But so is it octo, Ben, is it octopus, octopi, octopuses, or octopods? Which so again, is my, my co-host is really good at this. There's another, Why don't we have your co-host on this show? There's a, uh, Yeah, I know. Get rid of me. No, but there's another word, octopodes. Octopodes. Okay. And I believe he said the oh. derivative. Ben, you had a dog named Podies. Yeah. <laughs> Poach Toadies. Poach Toadies. Oh, that's a good the dog. The derivative to the name is Greek, so it's okay. octopodes or something like octopodes. that. Octopodes. So, okay. We, we are corrected for this one story that's about to be over. In order for Farallon to paint underwater, the staff places dots of colored paint onto a canvas and then wraps the canvas in plastic wrap. A caretaker then holds the canvas in the water while Farallon uses her tentacles to spread out the paint under the plastic wrap. In the video they posted, Farallon completes two canvases this way before swimming away to do other octopus things. A biologist at the Florida Aquarium was quoted as saying, quote, Farallon is an extremely intelligent creature. Enrichment activities are key to optimal animal welfare, 
As a result, the professional care team provides her with a wide variety of activities, from puzzles to painting and more. How long are uh, Farallon's parents going to keep paying for its existence? <laughs> for art school? Yeah. <laughs> That's a good question. Are, are, are his Octo parents as disappointed in him as mine Her. are in me? Her. Her. What are you going to do with your life? How do you tell if an octopus is a boy or a girl? As Ben said, it's the testicles. <laughs> <laughs> I said nothing. How do you tell if an octopus Eight. is male or female to identify their sex? Apparently, there's a different pattern. Cloaca. Uh, I bet they have cloaca. Do they have cloacas? They have cloacas. Wait, wait, eggs. There was one episode where you guys were saying cloaca, and I was freaking out while listening to it. I was not saying cloaca. I was saying cloaca. No, that was Fozzie Bear saying cloaca. Cloaca. We never did get to the end of, do octopuses, are they swimming backwards? Oh, that's a good question. Oh, that was a squid question, that's too. That's why we have that you on, That's a squid ben. question. So their eyeballs are here, and then their mouth's here, and it seems like they're going backwards, because then they kind of like will spin around and like and and munch munch on some tasty buds when they're at what kind of concert? <laughs> a fish concert, because they get the munchies going to see fish. <laughs> so yeah, which is it, Ben? Man, I don't know. And honestly, you guys should have Richard Ross on. I mean, okay. I do know an interesting thing that the female octopus does. Is Here we go. The, the male octopus, the the male octopus puts its sperm in a package and he basically hands it to her, and she can hold different packets and then decide which one she wants to inseminate herself with. That's kind of what dating's like. Mm -hmm. I do that. You know. And they can even sometimes accept it, and the male goes away, and then she'll chunk it. It's 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 only fans for octopus. <laughs> is that how Kathy got a kid? <laughs> In the comic. Oh, I thought you were talking about my birth mom. Um, <laughs> no, no. It was, it was, it was not. I mean, it kind of. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think she married. A, so she married a guy, and then she was pregnant, and then the strip ended, and then they, the the uh, creator <laughs> relaunched the strip during coronavirus, and there's no mention of the guy or the baby, I think she killed them both. Wait, is that real? Kathy got pregnant? The comic yeah, strip? Yeah, she got pregnant at the, at the, the end mm -hmm. of the strip. But she never, I think, actually gave birth I to thought the... she. I thought she went to a sperm bank. Did she not? I don't... Maybe she went, but eventually she marries, like, her longtime boyfriend, whose name's, like, Melvin or something. I'm just trying to redeem a joke mm -hmm. I made that wasn't very funny. <laughs> And acting like I know about Kathy. I so. was just, I was legitimately thinking about Kathy. What were you thinking about just, when you were thinking about just Kathy? If, if she possibly had hooked up with Hagar the Horrible behind <laughs> Hagar the Horrible's wife's back, how mad she was going to be. Well, I do have, well, real quick, I have a question. Okay. If, yeah. if I were to get, reading, hearing the story from you, if I were to get a gerbil and I were to put his feet in paint and put them on a canvas, could I claim that that gerbil painted and enjoyed and that, that gerbil was not a painter? Yeah. Because I don't see any evidence that this octopus is doing anything other than grasping something that's handed to it. Let me yeah. show you the octopus's uh, finished art here. And you uh, can I'd comment love on to. It. Got is, it for, is it for sale, Kevin? Can uh, I buy this art I by chance? I think they gave it away on Instagram. Sure, they did. I don't buy this. This is just big aquarium at it yeah. again. Did he paint that picture of an octopus? Gee. Oh, no, that's the actual octopus. Oh. And the next to the octopus oh, is the It's not a self-portrait. Self <laughs> Man, octopus sure are cool. You ever, you ever have to deal with them, Ben? 
No, and it's funny, even my co-host who's a cephalopod expert, it's just like really cephalopods should honestly just be left alone. Um, yeah. I've I've worked in stores, different stores all across Texas for the better part of a decade. And that is one of the, you know, oh man, like to kind of belittle people, but when you work in a fish store, like you get the guy coming in that's never had an aquarium in his life and he like he either wants a shark or he wants a piranha or he wants an octopus. But yeah, what else would you get in your tank? Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. These are like wildly inappropriate things to yeah. actually eat if you know what you're doing. Right. It's like th- that none of that is realistic. It's like, man, I want an octopus. Because they can literally squeeze through anything that they can push their beak through. And they're they're also extremely curious. And all day long, they will, you know, test lids and tops and holes. And they just mess with everything. And so they're a nightmare. To- Are they happy in aquariums or do they belong in the in the in the sea? I don't know. I don't know the ability to 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 gauge cephalopod happiness. But- I would say that I'm. I'm equally curious with most holes, but I'm wondering if uh, the, yeah, I mean, it seems like they are way too smart to keep like they're, they're constantly finding out new crazy stuff about them. And then I, I can't remember what we talked about on here, but there's some people that think that like there's weird stuff about the way I, I like the biology of an octopus is so weird and unlike most life on earth that people think that like, maybe they come from another planet like you know millions and millions of years ago like came on a i don't know something uh, a, i don't know a meteorite or, or a space arc a meteor shit noah's space arc shit yeah noah's space, space arc. 40 days that's a good that would space. be a very good uh yeah. made for tv <laughs> animated movie <laughs> About a family that has to learn how to survive and to mm-hmm. get along. But I'm wondering, yeah, I mean, it does seem like a thing, like like a lot of animals. Like, it seems like, man, that'd be fucking cool to have one, but it's not, it wouldn't be good. And it would suck for the poor octopus. Cause... I've kept some before. As a matter of fact, I kept one of the most venomous things on the planet, which is a blue ring octopus. Oh, from Australia, right? Yep. And... um the the tank was awful ugly looking because I was afraid to put my hand yeah. in there. They're extremely venomous. So did, did you did you send it to like an enemy, like a a James Bond esque? And then there was a James Bond esque scene where the octopus slowly climbs out of a tank and like goes to assassinate someone for you. No, can you can you harvest the venom for like for blowgun darts? Can you <laughs> just, yeah. just fling it on someone? Uh, can you? Well, you can milk a snake, right? Can you can you somehow? Well, it's like they a, say: a, the best revenge is living well, but the second <laughs> best revenge is mailbox snake. <laughs> Man, it, it sure would be cool uh, if we could communicate with an octopus to have a little convo. It must think completely differently. Like, what does it mean? Like, how can the, they can change color like that? They and they do they consciously know they're doing that, or is it just their body just react to that when they're whenever they like roll up right next to like a rock and it's just like their body just like just even like the texture changes. It's just yeah. a weird alien. Thing. They have cells inside their body called chromatophores, and those can <clears throat> adapt to colors from around them. But there's also cuttlefish. Cuttlefish yeah. who are really good at that. Can you have them in an That's aquarium? Awesome. Cuttlefish that... are not are not long lived. Okay. How long do octopus live? 
Uh, I mean, it, it varies across the board. I think the colder water species can live a little longer just because their metabolism is so slow. Is that but, most fish in uh, the colder the water they live in, the longer they live? Or creatures, period, I think, because it just slows down the metabolism. I didn't know that. Are most cold water fish smaller? Because I have a thing when I get real cold that... <laughs> dot 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 (laughs) so our next story comes to us from Mm. the journal of archaeological science reports oh that's indiana jones journal yeah he's been published in there and this Mm -hmm. this may be uh this story may actually be especially relevant to michael it's a recurring column called it belongs in a museum Mm -hmm. well like indiana jones this begins in 1920 in 1920 the Japanese excavation of an ancient funeral site led to a strange discovery. One skeleton was missing its right leg and left hand and had at least 790 tooth marks that cut to the bone. Recently, researchers investigating violent trauma in the skeletal remains of ancient Japanese hunter-gatherers found themselves baffled by the skeleton's deep serrated cuts and missing limbs. They could not imagine how or why these injuries were caused, either by a human or an animal. They they couldn't imagine. They could not imagine it. They had they didn't have the ability to just close their eyes and imagine something happening. Every time they read a book, they can they know what the words mean, but they're just like, I can't say book. Mm-hmm. I can't see it. It's not real. Can't imagine it. These people sound like assholes. Is what we're getting at. <laughs> well, they knew it was. They knew it was. They were teeth marks. Right. Unimaginative tooth athlete. marks. Yeah. No, nah, this is just another dodge at getting a yeah, shit ton of grand yeah. money and going getting wasted in Japan. That's all this is. Oh, it's all I dream of. It was only by using the process of elimination that researchers determined that the man out there, was buried out at, there just to get fucking anime body pillows on <laughs> on a on an Ivy League college dime. Mm-hmm. I love that it's. The process of elimination, they had to go through every other thing it could possibly be before they arrived at what I assume is the most likely source of Yeah, they wanted to get soaked up and greased up by some just like in the red light (laughs) district of Shinjuku. They call it the soap bar. And you sit there and drink green tea while a young boy comes up and rubs you down and then says thank you. Then he thanks you. Then he thanks you. That's how depraved it is. <laughs> I'm glad. I, I'm glad we. I'm glad we beat them in the war, in the Revolutionary War. I'm going to say it right now. So they determined that the man who was buried at least three thousand years ago is the oldest known victim of a shark attack. Bum, bum, bum. In fact, he predates the oldest known written reports, archaeological finds, and even the earliest illustrations of shark attacks. Scientists even created a 3D model of the skeleton that suggests the victim was alive at the time of the attack and that he may have lost his hand while trying to defend himself. I mean, none of this is necessary. This is, do they know that sharks existed 3,000 years ago? And do they know that people existed 3,000 years ago? Yeah, all types of people are getting eaten up by I believe this is correct, but uh, sharks existed before trees did. See, Kevin? Thank you, Ben. Okay. How many how many how many documented shark attacks on trees are there? <laughs> Seven. 
Guardians of the Galaxy number uh, 12. Group gets attacked by a shark. By Jepper Jaw. Guardians of the Galaxy uh, <laughs> crossover with Suicide Squad. King Shark attacks Groot. And dead Paul Walker. And dead Paul Walker <laughs> saves them both. That's a that's a what if comic and a hot Lamborghini. He just drives by and he just yeah, he just smashes into that shark and goes family. <laughs> and then Vin Diesel Vin Diesel walks up and goes like, "It's time for sushi." <laughs> I suspect your Vin Diesel is very close to your Sylvester Stallone. I'm not sure. Let's hear Sylvester Stallone say it. It's time for sushi. And then Vin Diesel goes. It's not for Suji. <laughs> it's, it's subtle. Yes, it's 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 in the same ballpark. But let's let's. I mean, it's not. It's, it's, it's subtle differences. You know. Mm-hmm. Just different degrees of the same speech impediment. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they both have CT problems. You know, they've both been they've both been punched a little too hard on set. I don't. I don't think they really get hit. I don't think that's part of being. I don't think that's movie magic. Uh, Dolph Lundgren hit Sylvester Stallone so hard in Rocky Four that he put him in the hospital. And then, uh, and and then Grace Jones fucked Dolph Lundgren so hard she put him in the hospital. They were a couple. <laughs> Did you know that? Yep. Hollywood gossip coming right. I'm a I'm I'm a gossip hound. <laughs> I'm also, I'm I'm officially starting up the INS gossip column. <laughs> so get ready for the rest of the episode. I'll be dropping some spicy goss. Oh, it's tea time. Time for some hot goss. Grace Jones was so ravenous in bed that one time she broke the jaw of Dolph Lundgren. And that's quite a jaw to break. Just tell us about everyone who died fucking. <laughs> Paul Walker, right? <laughs> Paul Walker. <laughs> David Carradine, when not practicing Kung Fu, was practicing Kung Fu on himself. <laughs> and that's how he died. So, ultimately, they found, quote, it is likely that at least his larger lower limb hey, arteries... Did you say these were Oxford-trained scientists? Oh, God damn it. Uh, ultimately, they found, quote, it is likely that at least his larger lower limb arteries would have been severed early in the attack. This would have resulted in a relatively quick death from hypovolemic shock. Unquote. That was accurate enough. How, why does he sound exactly like the Australian who fought an octopus? Oh, golly. <laughs> <laughs> Is the shark okay? I mean, nobody's, at, nobody's talking about the shark. I mean, I think it's pretty full at this point. Like, you know, it had a good meal. Mm -hmm. How long can sharks live? Yeah, there's the, what the, what is that, a Greenland shark or something like that? Several hundred years old? Yeah. Wow. Again, a, with the cold water. Ah. Generally 20 to 30 years, I but. I need to move north. Uh, Green, Greenland sharks, at least 400. Wow. wow. I have, so here, here's a question, and okay. then if you can answer this. Is it really that unusual to find a skeleton with bite marks on it? I'm no archaeologist, but I imagine since man has been going into the water in tropical places, people have been getting attacked occasionally by a shark. Now, sharks do have serrated teeth, right? Yes. Do all fish yeah. that have teeth, are they always serrated? Uh, I don't believe that's true. They got those one fish that have the human-looking teeth. Yeah, they got like big buck teeth. You ever see uh, The what? Incredible Mr. Limpet? <laughs> Don Knotts? <laughs> Good one. He had, <laughs> he had glasses. 
He actually wore glasses. There's there's several fish that have pretty big teeth, different types of puffers, different types of parrot fish, uh, different wrasses. Yeah, I used to I used to work at the Houston Zoo for two years. I was a zookeeper, and we had there was, I was in charge of a twelve uh, what was it twelve thousand gallon um, flooded Amazon exhibit, and they had the Paku. You know, they would get like two to three feet across, and we would cut vegetables, throw it in there, and you could hear them crunching it through like you know oh, wow. four inch acrylic. Oh wow! So what happened wow. when you threw like a you know like some some kid that got lost in there? <laughs> it was tempting. Do fish ever outgrow exhibits like that? I mean, it, especially at an institution like a zoo. I mean, you you know what you're housing in an exhibit, right. so you you plan for it like that. But the that old kind of, you know, there's the old rule of thumb, like, oh, don't worry, that fish will grow to the size of the tank, which can be abused pretty badly. Okay. Like, yeah. I mean, when I'm working in stores and people come in and say, oh, get a bigger tank later, you know, and I would kind of admonish them to get a bigger tank now, because I would always use an analogy like you could keep a Great Dane in a closet, but that doesn't make it right. Right. That um, I remember a friend told me that a customer would come in that I believe they're not Remora, but the the sucker fish that sit on the side, they just eat the placostomus placostomus. Mm. And a woman came in. She was like, I want to get one of those. What are they called? Asshole eaters. <laughs> <laughs> I've, working in stores you get people because no one can say placostomous but people would always call them um algae eaters and yeah. I, I used to have a lot of clients or people come into a store and say they would say allergy eaters allergy eaters <laughs> i mean it's an easy flow to asshole eaters i don't know that just makes you think you're doing something with that fish that's probably it's a millennial <laughs> that fish is a millennial <laughs> they're all eating ass these days <laughs> well that does make me think i can't i can't remember the name of them but it was getting it was popular in in uh, asian countries where they would have that tank where you could put your feet in the water oh yeah oh yeah fish they tried to bring that in the united states and the whoever it was fda <laughs> whoever was like uh no i guess it was like fish get weird diseases right well i think it's like the water the watery unclean environment oh, and just yeah. passing skin diseases from one person to the next yeah right. yeah Everybody gets trench foot. <laughs> Legionnaire's disease. <laughs> I remember there was a fish disease that you told me about, and it was the most just description of the disease, and it was called hole-in-the-head disease. Oh. And the fish uh, gets a hole in its head and then dies. What? Yeah, the, I don't remember if it's a parasite or whatever, but it, it drills through like the slime coating and drills into the head. It's it's kind of hard. It's tricky to get rid of with medications. That's... It's typically a lot of freshwater fish like Oscars and stuff like that. Oscars. People put Oscars in. Do Oscars need big tanks? Yeah, I mean, that's a pretty basic freshwater. But, but I, you know, for working in stores, you kind of grow to hate some fish because you see them so much. They're so ubiquitous. You get bored oh, of them. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oscars are one of those. But I do have to admit, though, if you step back from that, that they do have a lot of personality. But, I mean, you'd want to put one, you'd want to put one in at least a 55 or a 75 gallon just because oh, they, wow. they get so big. And they, they get big fast. So people buy them for a little tank and like, man, I can't believe you outgrew it. And it's like, no. Are they good? Are they good eating? <laughs> I never ate one. I don't know. I could never bring myself to eat an aquarium fish. I don't know. 
Could you eat an Oscar? I guess if you wanted to. I suppose you could. I don't know. I don't know if it would be like good or bad. You know, yeah. eat anything if you wanted to. I mean, that doesn't make it a good choice. Some people eat ass. <laughs> I think people eat Pocostomus. I believe so, but they're they're real bony and whatnot. But I yeah. believe I've heard that in South America that they do eat that. Yeah, and like Michael said, people eat ass. Yeah. So <laughs> cool people, kind giving giving lovers. <laughs> So you don't like Molly's or no Molly's can be cool. I mean, but you like Grammys. Grammys are like that is my ultimate fish that I've. I think you could find at any place if, if a place even sold one type of fish. I would oh, assume yeah. it's a Grammy. I have some over there, some honey dwarf Grammys in a tank right in the next room. Do you breed fish? Um, I used to a long time ago, but I, I I would say even though I have a love for freshwater, I my main thing is probably saltwater, and that, those are, that's notoriously difficult to breed. I leave okay. that for other people. Yeah. What? Did, so oh, so yeah. When like those saltwater fish, is that are the are they breeding them in tanks somewhere like far away? Or are they like just scooping them out of the ocean or? They do. They do some of it stateside, and some of it they do in the Indo Pacific. I have friends that own companies like Biota that, you know, breed these in like, I can't remember if they're in Palau or where they're at. Are they like but, labs or is it like, I mean, does that have to be crazy controlled? No. I mean, as a matter of fact, you, if you, I, I've never been to and seen one of these facilities, but I've seen pictures of them. And I mean, we're talking about like bathtubs in a, on a, basically on a tropical island. So, oh, yeah. I mean, they'd be like real Spartan facilities. You yeah. don't need much in the way of that. But like set the music to get them all horned up. Very white. Yeah. <laughs> is there a big illegal fish trade? Like, are there, is there fish smuggling the way other animals? Yeah, get man. Smuggled? I remember you tell me about like illegal, uh, legal reptile shit back in yeah, the day. And there's definitely a lot of illegal uh, uh, fish stuff too. As a matter of fact, when I first moved to Houston in 2000, the place I worked at, the guy had not too long from then just got popped for. I th- I think the fine was like a hundred thousand dollars. You know, ah, damn, a lot of crazy stuff like like red dragon arowanas and arapimas and snakeheads and arowanas yeah. are those big uh, like eel looking fish, right? They're like long. Yeah, they kind of have like a like a yeah yeah. I, I used to have one when we were yeah, young. Yeah, one I would put like a slice of beef heart yeah. on the top and he'd pull it off. Oh damn. That's awesome. And it would like, if you like it, like something weird with it. Like if it, if I'm remembering correctly, it would like, if you left the light on not long enough or too much, it would like, like haul ass back and forth on the, and like fuck up the tank. Like it would just get mad and like, didn't you have a fish that when you put the lights on a timer and it would click on or off, it would just startle the shit out of them. Oh, wow. There's a lot of crazy technology in our industry nowadays. There's LED that LED lights that slowly fade on and off and oh, stuff wow. like that. Now, are those fish illegal to have because they're they're endangered or because they're dangerous that they could get released in the water here? Not that not that regular arowana, but there's like a very coveted one that's like bright red and people pay like geez, I don't even know. People pay like twenty, thirty, fifty thousand dollars for these freshwater geez. fish. And I, I I can't remember why that those like those red Asiatic arowanas are are illegal here if the normal ones are not. I don't remember. I do know like snakehead is a popular one that because they can they can come out of water and travel for a little distance and they're 
I've been around kids before. I mean, they're all illegal, the ones that you find. And it's, it's also, so it, this is funny. When I worked at the Houston Zoo, I also used to care for a 1200 gallon full of piranhas. And you think, you know, everyone thinks that piranhas are like scary to be around, but they're, they're not. And this sounds stupid, but as long as you're not bleeding, if they're hungry and you're bleeding and you put your hand in there, then yes, you're in trouble. But I literally used to stick my hand in the water and they would all fly to the other side of the aquarium. Like singularly, it's not a brave fish. So did you ever stick your bloody hand in, in there to see what would happen? And and they're hungry, then you probably wouldn't pull anything back. <laughs> just be just be bones. Perfect white, <laughs> bleached white hand bones. Mm-hmm. Uh, did, did you throw meat in there? Did the, did you, have you got to see him swarm before? We, we used to do that for, you know, the entertainment of people is we, but you would use a clothes, a clothes, a wire clothes hanger and get raw chicken and wrap it around that. And you'd put it in there and people would freak out, watch them. What's the reality of people like human beings actually getting fucked up by piranha? Does that, has that happened? I mean, I know you just said like, they're kind of scared and you'd have to be bleeding, but is that something that occasionally happens in the Amazon? Some, some poor sucker uh, falls in there. Here's an, another anecdotal thing that I have always heard is the native peoples in South America are not uh, generally not afraid of piranha. They're actually afraid of stingrays. Oh, that's why is that? It's just more common to you get, get hurt. hit by a stingray than yeah. to get hurt by it's. I believe it's pretty uncommon to get destroyed by piranha. And what about the kandiru? Do you have any of those? The, the the fish that swims up your pee stream. Yeah, is that a real thing? Cream and then and then lodges itself in your dick. How many of those do you have? Well, currently I have one lodged in my penis. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I got. I leave them in I, there. You, you breed them in your penis. Yeah. <laughs> Some people whip. use bathtubs. I just let them go. It's like an alien yeah. when the little mouth comes out of the bigger mouth. <laughs> mm-hmm. like penile incubator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that real? Are those real? I thought those were a myth. I believe so. I believe it is real. I think it has like barbells that it gets in your urethra. Mm. And then it apparently dies in there. So Ben's are dead. I've got dead fish in my penis. <laughs> <laughs> That's always a great pickup line. Hey, uh, you, you ladies uh, ever see a penis with a dead fish in it? Come on. <laughs> Tell my mom got my dad. <laughs> Oh, Mike. Sometimes oh, I can tell you don't feel you don't feel good about something before you even start to say it. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I'll start saying it and go like, am I going to get in trouble for this? Like, not like in trouble, but like in like a karmic way. And then I'm halfway through saying it. And towards the end, I'm like, mm-hmm. I probably am. <laughs> I don't even really believe in any kind of thing like that. But there's probably some retribution cosmically. You can't get grounded anymore, Mike. Yeah. When Mark cuts something out of the episode, it doesn't mm-hmm. count. Oh, he he saves all that. He he's saving you know it for some blackmail later on. Well, our next story mm. comes to us from Live Science. Is it? Yeah, it's Live Science. That's the Live Science. Mm, well, we all live science. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just living is science. Yeah, mm-hmm. or at least Fauci wants us to. <laughs> he makes me mad. <laughs> Never let that go. I hope in. Two decades, I'm still hearing people make snide comments about <gasps> Fauci. <laughs> Fauci! Fauci! <laughs> so the title of this story is, Will Humans Ever Learn to Speak Whale? Ah, uh, these fucking guys. <laughs> As we've discussed previously, sperm whales live in highly organized... They call them what? 
<laughs> what kind of what? Wait, wait, hold on. What? Oh, this look, this is live science. You guys need to grow up. <laughs> Sperm whales live in highly organized social clans and communicate through a series of clicks that can be heard from hundreds of miles away. These series of clicks, known as codas, can be as brief as 10 seconds or last over half an hour. Their complexity suggests to some scientists that whale codas might be sophisticated enough to qualify as a full-fledged language. Here we go again. Here comes the, the great fleecing through grant funding. Yep. It's a full-fledged language. Judy Collins already put this to the test. She released a wonderful album called Whale Songs. Yep. And I think we I think we can put it to rest after that. Did you know did you know Klingon is a is a recognized language in some <laughs> colleges where they mm -hmm. my son apparently wants to go to school and be a DJ, be a professional DJ? This is that kind of shit, isn't it? Well, I'm not is paying for it. This chicken nuggets. <laughs> I'm not paying for it. I don't think we've heard about your son in a while. Oh, I thought he had two sons. I, I, I mean, I honestly, I have not been keeping track of them. <laughs> track, yeah, they're a, they're a handful. They're a real handful. No, there's a camp they go to in the summer. It's a Christian camp that they go to, and uh, they and it's but it's it, it's a conversion camp. They're trying to pray the dork out of them. They're uh, <laughs> just so goddamn nerdy. They just want to sit around and play Fortnite all day. And at this camp, they're not going to let them. They're going to make them. They there there is no indoor plumbing at this camp, and they are going to be making tennis shoes. And I think that it's a valuable skill. Is this somehow connected with your friends in the Chinese government? Is this? <laughs> They're not my friends, but they. I think that I mean... it's. I think that it's clear that they that that over there they do not have, mm -hmm. they do not have such a hang up about making a man be a man. You know, they they, op they operate camps. I know you're you're a fan of that. Wait a minute. So your sons are Uyghurs? <laughs> no, no, no. I sent my sons to a camp where they're going to learn the value of hard labor and possibly learn a new language. Maybe they'll pick up something over there, something other than playing, sitting around on my couch, playing Fortnite all day. My wife wanted me to, my ex-wife wanted me to just take care of this the entire summer. I'm like, no, these kids are going to have to do something other than, uh, you know, watch my TV and play play video games on my TV. That's for me to play video games on. So I, I sent them somewhere where they can get a valuable education and maybe make me some cool, some kicks. I'm a sneakerhead. You guys know this. We just heard that's, that's a kind of fish, a sneakerhead. <laughs> that was a disease that they can get. Oh uh, yeah. And Nike starts growing out of their, <laughs> out of their fins. They start their their fins start being replaced with Nikes. Or if they're the really dr sick. The dreaded, the dreaded capa disease. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> K Swiss kill slobs when I see slobs. That's what K Swiss stands for, you know? No, I think we got what? that. Kill slob. That is enough. Okay. <laughs> 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 Your wife is angry about case with children in factories. <laughs> I don't care if I'm doing a weird accent. I'm not doing just stop it all right now. All right. He was also talking about Uyghurs. I wasn't talking was about Uyghurs. What? 
<laughs> Uyghurs. The fuck is that? <laughs> go, 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 go. <laughs> Try Google. Well, you know, it's hard to spell Uyghur. U W I G H E R. That's not even a fucking word. <laughs> hey, they, the dog is getting the chips. <laughs> what? <laughs> Burleson, the two of you need to go. <laughs> you named your dog after a Texas town? <laughs> also a street. <laughs> Nick Burleson. Nick Burleson. Please. Burleson. Come here, Rowlett. Please be gone. God damn it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna get a dog and name it Wataga. <laughs> hey, Throckmorton. Yeah, get Throckmorton over here. Tioga. Please, please take this dog. <laughs> Honey, get Ponder. Right. What is Argyle doing eating my chips? That's right. God hey, damn it, new colony. There she is. That's a good looking dog. Yeah, he's a happy dog. Mm hmm. I love you less. <laughs> I love you. I'm just kidding. I love you more. I did. Bi- I just sound big in front of my friends. Yeah, yeah. I just sound like a man in front of my friends. <laughs> love you too. All of that is staying. Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> that too. So who is that, Mike? Fuck. I don't know. Some trick. <laughs> That's okay. My wife just, just opened the just door and just trick. shook her head at me. <laughs> oh, really? I, honestly, I don't even know who that was. I just, I. <laughs> mm-hmm. The raccoon let her in. <laughs> That's right, yeah. That was the raccoon. Yeah, the raccoon the mother. She, a ra- what raccoon got in the other day. Did I tell you all this? The raccoon got in the other day and I heard her shout, It's a raccoon! <laughs> in the room. And then she banged Dolph Lundgren's jaw. <laughs> Broke it. All right. Uh, scientists only discovered sperm whales made codas in the 1950s. And in the 1970s, they realized that whales used codas to communicate. Now, they're working with MIT to use deep learning AI to analyze an unprecedented number of sperm whale codas in order to try to... Translate whale to human. You know, it sounds like that we're people are figuring out more about the way whales talk as long as drugs get more and more powerful and interesting over time. <laughs> you know, it's like the fifties, mm-hmm. like, oh, that'd be weird. What if they were there? And then nineteen seventies. Now we've got quaaludes. Now LSD is easy and easy to find. Like, oh man, they're fucking speaking to me. Now we're on Molly. <laughs> We're down there in a tank, buck naked, swimming around with these majestic beasts, just riding up to them. And it's like, talk to me, baby. Talk to me. <laughs> talk to me. Swallow me up. Swallow me. And it's just like an erotic, an erotic journey when you're on, you know, when you're on some special K and just every, you just want to. Just feel alongside that. Just rub a rub a dub, rub a dub. And what, sometimes what are you rubbing on the we whale? Take and, we take them along and we have a little fun with them. That's all. Awesome. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> isn't Special K a breakfast cereal? Uh, <laughs> if you do it right, it's breakfast, <laughs> lunch, and dinner. Of champions. Special K, I believe, is ketamine. Ketamine. Yes. Ketamine. And it is originally used. 
to feel good. <laughs> that was why it was created. No, wasn't it? It's like uh, it's an animal tranquilizer, I believe. It's a disassociative. They use it on small children too. Yeah, cool kids. They use that in Iraq and Afghanistan, like when they pick up combat wounded. That's one of the first things they do is give you ketamine. Yeah, really? And I guess maybe it doesn't. You're not going to for, I mean, for the combat people. A combat, I would guess, like you don't want them to go completely under because maybe there's. I don't know, something you need to keep them awake for if, you know. I think it's too for the right. trauma too, like it, because they say like when you take ketamine it like like you said a dissociative like so you don't remember some of the trauma from that event. Mm, <sighs> I could use some yeah. every day. <laughs> Living with that fucking mm-hmm. bullshit that you just heard. <laughs> you heard you heard that. Mark keep that in? No, keep it in for sure. I have to live with that. Oh, yes. I should be prescribed <laughs> ketamine. Just mm-hmm. a constant drip. Just a drip. A drip. Mm-hmm. You know what? And I don't even care. Put it in my arm vein. Put it in my dingus vein. I don't care. <laughs> Just give me what? some of that sweet, sweet relief to just take a little, just a little break from the fucking constant hell. <laughs> in order to collect enough samples, <laughs> they've enlisted an army of drones to look for whale pods and then the drones will drop underwater microphones whenever they see whales nearby. The problem of translating whale is compounded by the fact that each whale pod appears to have its own dialect and there may be many different whale languages across whale populations. So scientists have collected about 100,000 sperm whale codas, but believe they will need 4 billion codas before they are able to translate sperm whale. It's funny if you said 1,000 sperm whale condoms. Hey, Ben, do whales use condoms? (laughs) All the time. The the seafloor is littered with them. Those and the microphones that they drop. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, did that whales drop the microphones like they're Chris Rock at the end of Bringing the Pain? Whirl, whirl, whirl. Fuck you <laughs> it goes real slow. It's just dramatic when you drop a mic in underwater. <laughs> right. Falls right. for two hours. Yeah. They don't they don't know any better though. They're still impressed by it. Yeah, yeah, but when it hits the bottom and you hear that, it's worth it. Not when it not when it contacts whale condoms. <laughs> yeah, they soften the blow. If you're a whale and you ejaculate into a condom and you take it off and then you just it, and then you just you put it inside out. Is the condom like uh, reclean? Can you just reuse it? I mean, chumming the water. <laughs> <laughs> well, this episode is filthy. I will say <laughs> this is this is. So, I am. I don't understand how this keeps degenerating into this level of discourse. We really set out for a a serious discussion on the events most affecting uh, aquatic life. Well, now, now these aren't fish. Yeah, mammalian. That's these are cetacean. Uh, Whales are cetaceans. Are you, are there any uh, aquatic mammals that you would have typically in a in a in a nice tank? No, man. At the when I worked at the zoo, an otter would surprise you. Have any of y'all ever been around a, a sea otter? No, they are freaking scary. Seriously, they're like they're like river pit bulls. Really? Are they mean? Uh, they can be the ones that I were around. I mean, you don't get to be around them just like right next to them, but through a cage. Oh, they tell you to stay. So you got to stay away from I, them. You just walk up to them. They're trying to eat like the metal off of the fence. 
Jeez. <laughs> and their heads are wider and more muscular than you think they are. And when you're standing right next to one, it's like, yeah, that thing would murder me. Yeah, people always want to make them out to be real cute, but they're like ocean puppies that murder. Yeah, yeah. murder puppies, killing machines, murderous ocean puppies. Has anybody ever been killed? Have people been killed by otters? 27. <laughs> 27 people have been killed by otters. You heard it here. Thank you so much, Ben, for that that bit of information. That's two more people than that have been killed by Lavender Face. <laughs> In tw- 25. In 2025. Is that the plot where Lavender Face is competing against the kill total? Yes. Of- <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the plot of Texas Chainsaw <laughs> Massacre, Four Girls. That's the name of the movie. <laughs> and yeah, it's, it's about how... The uh, Lavender Faces family sets up a, you know, their weird cannibal area next to a uh, an otter sanctuary. And then they have a they have the <laughs> cutest kill contest you can ever imagine. A friendly competition. <laughs> yeah, it's like a friendly competition. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, they're all friends and they hang out together. <laughs> And drink white wine. White claws. <laughs> they drink white claws and white wine. <laughs> so, uh, wait, wait, wait. okay. They need four billion codas before they're able to translate sperm whale if it is an actual language. It is hoped the translated samples will say more than, quote, I was just calling about your car's extended warranty. Oh. Yeah. Well, I mean, they've got to be talking, right? What else would it be? Yeah, but they just don't know well, if it's a language or birds, they're... Are birds talking? Well, they're communicating. Just, Maybe they're not like having discussions, but they're like, they're they're announcing, hey, I'm horny, or hey, there's danger nearby, or, or whatever. Where the fuck are my keys? Where the fuck are my keys? So, let's wrap up our last story. <laughs> so, our last story comes to us from Channel 63 CBS in Detroit. Channel, CBS is 63 oh. in Detroit. Yeah, that seems weird to me, too. Yeah. I thought everything, I thought 11 was the highest it ever went. Recently, a tour boat captain in Sheboygan, Michigan, was scuba diving in the Sheboygan River to clean the windows on her glass bottom boat when she noticed a small green bottle about 10 feet underwater. When she picked it up, she realized there was a piece of paper with writing inside it. She said, quote, mm. It was kind of like, holy smokes, we've got a message in a bottle here. Cool. Yeah, no one from Michigan yeah. sounds like if they're saying holy smokes, they what don't do they sound, sound I don't Michiganders oh, sound like, you know Ted Nugent. Ted Nugent's from Michigan. Stranglehold. Cat scratch fever. Uh, that's standing for sure. <laughs> I like that. It's- she said the bottle was about two thirds filled with water, but she was able to fish out the note and read the message. It was dated November 1926 and read, quote, Will the person who finds this bottle return this paper to George Morrow, Sheboygan, Michigan, and tell where it was found? Unquote. Hoping to track down George Morrow's relatives, the captain posted a picture of the note on her company's Facebook page, and then she went to bed. She woke up to find the post had been shared more than 100,000 times and had over 6,000 comments. Fortunately, the captain didn't have to read through all 6,000 comments that Brian doesn't believe. Because yeah, George Morrow's daughter, Michelle Primo, called her on the phone. Ms. Primo said the note was written when her dad was 17 or 18 and offered to let the captain keep the note. 
The captain plans to put the note on display in her gift shop, and Michelle Primo said she'll send a picture of her father to display next to it. Oh, Primo. <laughs> Fucking Primo. <laughs> this note is Primo. Here's, here's what's wrong with that. Nobody's name is Primo unless they live in Southern California and own a fucking surf shop where they fucking secretly sell weed out of. Second of all, a woman captain, give me a break. <laughs> Am I right, Brian? I, I I don't think you're right, Mike. I think it's this isn't this isn't a true story, right? This is somebody who's trying to drum up business for their failing. I tell you what, there's probably a really great kinky sex scene that wanted to see people get they scuba dive under the glass bottom boat and watch people shit on the glass bottom while they're underwater. <laughs> Something dried up. Someone someone probably got fucking eaten up in the rudder and they're just trying to get any kind of business now that they have to do a legit glass bottom boat type situation. Sheboygan. Right. Cause what's in, there's, what, there's nothing, there's nothing cool to look in on a glass bottom boat in Sheboygan. Apparently, she takes the boat into Lake Huron and then goes oh, on a tour. Oh, Lake Huron. There's some cool shit there. <laughs> and then goes on a tour of shipwrecks. Now, is that a saltwater or freshwater lake? It's a freshwater lake. Okay. It's one of the Great Lakes. But she goes on a goes on a tour of uh, shipwrecks. Oh, God. <laughs> what do those look like? Other fucking glass bottom boats where somebody just got too horny while they were watching <laughs> someone shit on the glass bottom. <laughs> German tourists. Yeah. <laughs> Deboygan is a, definitely a German name. What? I don't think that's right. <laughs> You've heard of the German guy going, Sheboygan <laughs> <laughs> is the, like, it, like Schadenfreude is uh, taking hmm. pleasure in uh, someone else's pain. Sheboygan is taking pleasure in someone else's shit. <laughs> While underwater. Oh. <laughs> are you underwater or are they underwater? Oftentimes, this is a more complicated kink. Uh, you get in scuba gear and you go, you're underwater and you're floating in there. It's just you and a scuba tank and flippers on and then nothing else. And uh, mm. you're under the glass bottom looking straight up and somebody's sitting there on the glass bottom above you. <laughs> <laughs> or... Sometimes you sometimes you're sitting in the glass bottom looking down and somebody swims up and presses their butt cheeks <laughs> and chums the water. It chums the water. Hey, remember two weeks ago when we had our our dirtiest episode ever and it was like, oh, it'll never get like that again. Enter Ben Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Ben. It brought out the 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 truth. <laughs> I, I, I honestly say I think we had our most real episodes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is what they don't want you to hear on the network news channel. You won't hear this on mm -hmm. the daily podcast from the New York Times. Mm -hmm. Come for the aquarium experts, stay for the Sheboinganing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ben, before we wrap up here, how can people find you? Uh, they just look around. <laughs> <What can be? laughs> oh, that's a, is that a threat? Wherever, wherever there is a dirty aquarium, I'll be yeah. here. Are you threatening me? <laughs> well, look for the look for the Reef Beef podcast on you know iTunes or on YouTube to Reef Beef. Uh, if find if me they there. wanted your uh, you know your aquarial services, how would they how would they go about that? Oh well, you better live in Houston, Texas, or if you live somewhere else and you're just filthy rich, just fly me in. All right, but the the name of mm -hmm. my company in Houston, Texas is Captive Aquatic Ecosystems. All right. And uh, just my website's uh, caecosystems.com. 
Nice. And uh, Mike, we got this. Uh, you got anything coming up? As always, you can get the new Riverboat Gambler single. Uh, go just go to our Bandcamp page, or I've got the Riverboat Gamblers are performing August fourteenth in Austin, Texas, at the Lost Well with the famous punk rock uh, legends, the Zero Boys, and then a week later, the twenty first, the Draculas are performing at the Lost Well for some sort of a mini festival and the first Thursday of every month, you can catch uh, a comedy show that I do called Excelsior at the buzz mill. It's just called buzz mill. I, I shouldn't have put the D in front of it. I feel bad now. Um, probably gave them more pomp uh, than they uh, want or uh, need, but it's, it's a, it's a lovely show. It's a lovely show. You've done a couple of those now, right? Uh, we just did the first Excelsior recently, and it was quite the laugh riot. Nice. <laughs> is it, how does it compare to a typical night at Zany's? Uh, you know, the thing is at Zany's is uh, we have all our chicken wings are vegan, and all our <laughs> and all our nuts are salted. <laughs> uh, actually, no. I have to legally declare that no one is assaulting anyone. Because that's a thing in comedy right now, unfortunately. <laughs> so I think that wraps up another week at the International News Service. Uh, feel free to find us on social media at International News Pod. Check out our Redbubble at INS Pod. Or uh, if you want a sticker, you can go to Patreon at uh, International News Pod and uh, subscribe for just $1. And Michael will send you a sticker that he has personally touched. I'm, so, I'm sending you. one to Ireland this week. To- that's true. Yeah. To Finnegan. And you know what? You can probably also get a sticker if you just send us a really cool story and ask yep. super yeah, nice. That's, if, yeah. That might you work live, too. And <laughs> just, your address involves Buttercup Farm. Right. It's like it's the balloon <laughs> thing, man. If you find our balloon from far enough away, maybe I shouldn't be making fun of Yeah, I would love to get seventy thousand people on a Facebook page. Half of them telling me that the vaccines aren't real. <laughs> <laughs> Fauci, I'm so mad at you. If you're mad at Dr. Fauci, then we're the podcast for you. <laughs> right. If you're sick of him telling you what to do and doing it anyway, but you're mad about it, we're the podcast for you. <laughs> See you next week, everybody. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the International News Service. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. INS, the news you need.